Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? How you doing out there? Welcome to another episode of Market Watch. Uh, I'm your boy, Eric T. Jackson. Uh, that's your other boy, uh, Eddie Chanel. How you doing, my brother? What's good, man? Miami Heat's finest, baby. Since 88. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not a green bandwagons. I'm talking back when Rory Sparrow and John Sunvold played for the Heat, baby. I'm, I've been a Heat fan, so. Yes, sir. How you hey, been? Keep it real, man. I've been great, man. Uh, you know, just uh, hanging out with the, with the kiddos and, and, and you know, waiting on someone to get here. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you. Yeah, my uh, my kiddos, my young ones, uh, Bria and Ian, they're playing basketball right now every Saturday morning. So I've been enjoying that. You know what I'm saying? Always good to watch. I watch the play, man. Bria been hooping, bro. Like, go ahead, yeah. girl. Yeah, she was hooping. She exactly, man. Let's not forget where she gets it from. <laughs> Already, man. Already. Hey, I'm aggressive and I can rebound. And, and that's hey, that's what she does. Ball, hey, that's, I tell her that all the time that she plays seven great basketball. I do. Go in there and do the dirty work. Fight yeah. the ball, loose balls, rebounds, box out. You're going to keep you on the court. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, man, we got a, a good show for you guys today. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, another bank collapse, bro. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the Fed rate hike and, and what that's doing to the market. Uh, we'll talk about trading and investing, uh, compound returns, and we will, uh, <laughs> and we will get into uh, uh, the drip program and what that's all about. All right. So uh, first up, bro, uh, what's up with this bank collapse, man? Uh, like it's another bank, man. Yeah, do, do, man we, yeah. do we need Everybody to go back to putting our, putting our money under our mattress, man? You know, let me tell you this, man. I, I, I personally don't know why there's been this big old run on banks. I know that, you know, people start fearing and, you know, when fear subsides, you know, starts to set in, start to pull their money out. I mean, I think it was, you know, First Republic, man. Lost like a hundred billion dollars in investor deposit. Yeah, the stock is down like ninety three percent year to date, and at one point it was a you know a recommended buy. And these, I know, right? And, and and this, and this is this wasn't no little bank. No, this was a uh, I mean, this was a big time bank. You know what I mean? One that, like I said, I mean going back to I mean even. When was it? January of this year. It was uh -huh. a buy rating by seeking out for analysts, man. Buy rating about 120, 117, right? Yeah. Got up there to 140, and then, boy, man, this trade now at 44 cents a share, man. Ew. That's rough. And a matter of like, like two months from $144 a share down to 44 cents a share, man. So. I don't know. You know, people start fearing this stuff. You know, especially now with these banks, you, you think that they, they've got all these high yield savings account. The Capital One, I just switched mine over uh, with Capital One. They were paying me like 0.3%. Yeah. And I just switched over to a, you know, to a four and a half. Have you, uh, have you got the, uh, the Apple, the Apple savings account yet? No, not yet, man. You know, I'm an Apple fan, either. but I have not bought into, to, to the Apple savings account yet. 
It's a thought, though. I'm still thinking about it, and I haven't done that yet. Yeah, 4%, 4.5%. I mean, that, you know, yeah. that, if nothing else, at least keeps up with inflation. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. So, so with the with the bank collapsing, man, uh, hmm. I know we had already talked about it a few weeks ago with the other banks collapsing, but uh, it seems like, you know, to me, it, it felt like reading about it, it felt almost like a Ponzi scheme, and like 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 what, like what this bank collapse seemed different than than the first two, to me, but. Uh, what what are, what are your thoughts on why the banks continue collapsing and and when will it end? Man, when will it end? Poof, who knows? I mean, I'd, I'd be lying to told you one or the other, but you yeah. know, the problem is you get the you know everybody you know the banking industry is unsteady, man. And what I really worry about, you know, aside from you know, banks, you know, falling out of the sky, seems like is you know they're, they're the ones that you know set the financials for you know when you talk about the market and everything so banks ain't doing well i'm you know afraid to see what happens with with some of these uh earnings reports that are coming up you know what i mean in q2 for the right. simple fact that we got a lot of these banks that ain't going under they're not investing those assets so you know you have other banks absorbing them and you know i, I don't know man it, it's crazy though to see like another banking crisis you go back to 2008 2009 when the real estate market burst you know what i mean the bubble burst and all yeah. the bad loans that were being put out there, man. And it seems like, you know, they say history repeats itself, but I mean, this thing is echoing the failures of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Yeah. You, know, you, have, you get a bunch of depositors, investors that start buying, pulling their money out, or they right. start selling their shares in droves. You're talking about, I'm talking about in, in, in high amounts, they're, they're getting rid of their, you know, shares of stock and their money right. and other banks. And, right. You know, and keep up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and it's scary, especially for, uh, you know, people that already don't really trust, you know, big institutions. You know what I'm saying? There's plenty of people out there like that. Uh, so so I was talking to somebody today and uh, they were telling me that, well, you know, uh, most people that had a lot of people that had their money in banks, it's going to be federally insured anyway because most people aren't going to have over $250,000 in the bank right. account. But I was saying that, that that may be true, but people still don't want to go through their bank collapsing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because that, that's, that's the situation. That. Yeah. yeah you, you you know. waves, you know what I mean? Yeah. That if, yeah. If, even if I know my money's insured, nonetheless. What's the timeline between them getting me, you know, my insured deposit back to exactly? I got a hundred dollars in my bank account, and I can't afford to lose that hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so exactly. You know, if, I, if I have anything, yeah. with the big bank and the, the capital ones, the I mean, I, I don't know, man, I don't have an answer for anybody that's first, you know, banks, hey, man. To and, uh, my money, my money was in, uh. Uh, Washington Mutual back in the day for like 10 years and then Chase absorbed them and so it, it didn't feel like a collapse I guess it could be called a collapse now but it didn't feel like one at the time all of a sudden all the only thing I knew was that all my Washington Mutual banks have turned over to Chase that's the only thing I knew so you know it, it didn't feel like a collapse. So I, I've been rocking with Chase ever since then. 
but I think I read somewhere where they 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 do consider Washington Mutual having collapsed and, and being absorbed by 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 Chase JP Morgan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. JP Morgan, you know, Chase acquired First Public. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did. They they got and you know, and that's something else that they mentioned. They said that all First Republic uh you know banks are just gonna become Chase Banks. JP Morgan Chase Banks. So yeah, it's sort of similar. Mm-hmm. They, they're not gonna cease operations, they're just gonna become Chase. Just gonna put a uh Put a Chase logo on that thing. That's it. That's it. Take the First Republic off and put a Chase logo on that thing. Yeah, and I mean, keep it up and business. again, sometimes, you know what I mean, maybe these banks get overextended as far as, you know, what they're doing. You know I mean, the loans they're putting out there. And, and you know, sometimes you know, it might not be a bad thing to get absorbed with that 44 cents a share. Well, I don't know what J.P. Morgan bought them at. Uh, let me see if I can find that. But, I mean, it couldn't have been much. Right. It's, it's, so here go the transaction details. JP Morgan Trace acquired a substantial majority of the assets, uh, assumed certain liabilities of First Republic, $173 billion of loans, and $30 billion worth of securities. Wow. Uh, didn't take on their corporate debt with preferred stock. They're going to yeah. make a payment of $10.6 to that asset. Oof. Wow, that's gonna force JP Morgan obviously to have to rebalance. Yeah, I mean, well, 20 you're having to pay back 25, repay 25 billion dollars deposits. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's a lot of risk. Yeah, that that JP Morgan is taking on, you know. Yeah, but yeah, as far as uh, but no, so so what does so I was telling uh, my friend that as far as uh, trying to uh, stifle uh the american public's panic regarding the banking system it's probably a reason why the the government is, is ensuring a, a lot of these accounts that have uh well more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars, because they they don't want there to be a a big panic about you know putting your money in banks and stuff what what do you think about that is I mean, there's only, you know, when, when stuff like this, you know, I mean, it's going to cause that panic. I don't know. Again, sticking with some of the bigger banks. But if the government comes out and says, you know, even though the FDIC insures accounts up to $250,000, we are going to go ahead and insure, and they didn't say all, but they did say most of these other accounts, does that make people go, whew, thank God? Or do people be like, I don't care? Yeah, I guess that all depends also on their view of the government. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like some people are just like, yeah, anti-government and anti-big bank, anti-big, you know, big yeah. business, big industrials, you know what I mean, corporate America. Yeah. Like the mere fact that, that the government's talking about stepping in, I would say that America's not going broke. I mean, hell, unless they can't come to agreement on this debt ceiling. But, That's you know, something else that I wanted to get into, man. Uh, I mean, yeah, we, I, we're, I think this stuff is a lot for for media. You yeah, know what I mean, you know, yeah. What I mean, stir up some stuff, and then you know it all gets worked out. But look, there's there could be anybody that is on capital right now that is that stubborn to where they're gonna let the you know America collapse. So right, no. 
argue and this, that, and the other, eventually they're going to get this thing worked out. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you know, they go back to what you're saying. The government backing it and, you know, I mean, I would think that will provide, you know, some sense of, you know, relief or, or calm, you know what I mean, over the masses as far as, you know, man, if this bank goes under, am I going to get paid? Am I not going to get paid? How do I know if I'm, you know, insured? I'm not insured. Well, the government right. comes in and says, hey, no, we got you guys. Don't worry about it. Right. Well, the government keeps having to bail these banks out, man. So if America is, is at what, uh, is it how $3.5 trillion in debt? Is, is that it? Or is it 35? Uh, 1. 4, something like that, I thought, right? Okay. So if, if America is, what what is the debt ceiling? Like how high can it go before America crumbles? Who knows, man? But right now, okay. they're, they're okay. sitting there at a break. Yeah, that, that's a, hey, that's the que- <laughs> question that we need. That's a question for God right there. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, I'm not I sure you and I can answer that one. I'm not in those meetings. I have no idea what them jokes are talking about, what they're debating, why they're even upset with one another about this stuff. Like, you know, do what we need to do to get this country back on its feet? COVID happened. Now you got banking crisis coming. I mean, it just seems like it's over. Something. I was talking to a student today, and you know he was learning about, you know, the S and P five hundred and everything or something. Okay. I said, you know, it's supposed to go up and down, right? Cyclical. Yeah. I and mean, I'll show him the chart. He's like, well, coach, how come you know what's going on here on all these parts where it's down, down, down? And you go back and you look, COVID, right? So this banking crisis. Go back and look at the previous drop, COVID. All right. Prior to that, you know, what I mean, talking like the two thousand eight, two thousand nine, you know, real estate bubble that pops, right? Dot com bubble, and it's it's almost as though these things are brawn. And conspiracy theorists, but sometimes brought on on purpose because, hey, you know, we're starting to get to a point where, you know, there's there's a lot of money being flooded out there. So we got to find something other than just stopping Americans from spending or trying to tighten up, you know, Americans money. You know, let's right. let's introduce this, you know, as like, oh, my God, here here's another scare. You know, what I mean, to bring right. markets back down. To, you know, what I mean, I, I think the fear factor, what do they call it, still in fear, like uh, fascist, is that what it is? Rule yeah. fear. Yeah, the media doesn't help you, man. You know, the, the media, you know, anytime there's any kind of information or any kind of story, they're going to make a bigger deal of it, you know, than, than it really needs to be. Right, right, right. No, no. But I'm first of all, I'm reading here that the U.S., uh, the, the SEC is apparently investigating whether any former executive at First Republic engaged in any insider trading before he got seized and sold to J.P. Morgan, man. So... Really? There's more to people just pulling their money out. Like I said, yeah. Silicon Valley Bank, you know, losing how many billions of dollars in, 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 a, in bonds, you know what I mean, investment that they had. Right. And there's got to be, there's more to the story. There's always more to the story. Yeah. So uh, with banks, so the, their job is to loan your money out to people. That's how they make money, right? right. They, they loan people's money to other people. And they they they, they invest a little bit. Everything's kind of like you know, like sure. And then they right, and then they they invest in the market, which can go up and down. So it's plenty of ways for banks to fail. Is my point? Yeah. So again, same like I said, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. They were all so subprime mortgages, man. So let me ask you: So are chickens coming home to roost? So so are they finally getting what? It, it, it was going to inevitably happen because, you know, 
this 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 is just feels like it's happening way more than it has throughout history. I think also there's a lot more money flowing through the markets too now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look at those guys that were Wall Street bets in GameStop, man. So there's you know I mean when people start acting you know I mean as far as you know collectively right the masses start coming together. You know who knows what's gonna happen. So with all this money that's flooding in, and again with more money, then obviously when things start to break down, more money's gonna start flowing. You know flowing out. Yeah. So why it's happening more and more often? I think again we've talked about it before on the show, man. I think people, you know, it's the greed. You talk about executives, right? Hey, y'all, we know that we're gonna. You know, if it comes out that there was executive first or were inside of trading, that hey, we know we're it's about to tank. We're about to get bought out. Let's sell off all these shares right now. You know what I mean? Before before it hits rock bottom. Right, you know I mean? right. Sometimes that greed sets in, man, and you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. And we can talk a, a lot more about uh, these bank collapses. Uh, you know, um, and who knows? There might be another one or two before the end of the year. You know, I'm surprised. I wouldn't be shocked. I tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let me give a shout out uh, to my man, uh, Mr. Uh, Nightwolf. Uh, he's uh, somebody that I met. He, he's on here right now, and he's uh, he's commenting. And I appreciate you uh, watching my brother, uh, Mr. Nightwolf. Uh, now, let's get into uh, Roman Rome, man. Uh, he came out uh, last week with another... Uh, rate hike and then the stock market uh, immediately went crazy uh, i heard a lot of people saying that 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 he's trying to uh, collapse the market uh, <laughs> <laughs> what say you eddie Janea? i don't know that he's trying to collapse the market man i think you know those guys had a tough job you know they're, they're gonna piss somebody off regardless you know what i mean somebody's gonna be yeah. upset if they yeah. stop and write all investors are happy Markets start to come back and everybody's making all this money again. And then inflation never gets, you know, under control. You find yourself like some of the other countries that, you know, it, it costs you a million dollars to get, you know, a, a Coke out of a vending machine, right? Because it's so bad. But so I don't think it's trying to collapse the market, man. I would think that, you know, that now are they doing yeah. the best job? I'm, I'm no economist. And, you know, um, I, I'd like to give people the benefit of the doubt. But there are people out there saying, hey, man, no, they're, they're botching this whole system. I mean, they're, they're really botching the, uh, the job that they're doing. But, I mean, inflation has come under control. Uh, I think that 25-point basis hike was just kind of a, you know, let's say one for the road before they uh, they pause, I think. I think within the market, it was already priced in uh, because there hasn't been a a ton of fluctuation in the market, I mean, after you spoke. Right. So I think investors, I mean, institutional retail investors were kind of already anticipating a quarter-point hike. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like they came out and said, hey, half a point, another three-quarters of a point, uh, you know, I think that some of it is already priced in. Uh, that makes sense. I, I don't think it works that they're trying to collapse the, the financial system and the, you know the market. Like <laughs> yeah, and and I don't I don't think he's uh, you know trying to crash the market per se, but uh, like like people have uh, just just because he's trying to stay, stave off inflation. Doesn't mean he he's doing it correctly, and I don't. I don't, well, I don't, I don't know if he is or he isn't right, but you know, uh, he could be trying to you know do the right thing, and it could be causing an adverse effect. But right. uh, you know, um, 
I know once uh, once he spoke and, and, and talked, I know uh, I had some uh, dividends that that you know started going haywire, and uh, uh, I had you know well AM, AMD I believe did a little dip, but it might it might have been because of the uh, uh, you know of uh, you know their uh, uh, what they came out as, as far as um, their uh, uh, shit. Uh, they just had their uh, what do you call that, man? AMD just had, yeah. Yesterday, their earnings. Their earnings, yes, yes. My bad. I had a brain fart right there. AMD had earnings, and that may that that may have coincided with uh, the rate hike and, and had them going down a little bit, but uh, you know. I'll tell you, man, yeah. the, you know, it was down later on after he spoke that day because I was tracking, you know, and I, and I do it with one of my classes where I tell the kids, all right, man, pull up the chart and let's watch on the one-minute chart. As he's talking, I'm watching how, you know, the market flows right and forth. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't think there was, that you know, that big of a – there definitely wasn't that big of a uh, of a drop-off that day. I mean, the next day, you know, I fell, I'm just talking about the S&P 500 here. Yeah. Uh, right after that, the next two days, you know what I mean? It, 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 it rallied. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Friday, right? Thursday, Wednesday spoke, right? Uh, Thursday dropped. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh -huh. down you know, come Friday came roaring back almost, you know, almost two percent back on, on Friday. Yeah, and then Monday yeah. was fairly even. Uh, okay. you know, and then today, but I don't think that uh, Romy Rome is 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 trying to uh, cripple the system. He's now, you know, doing the job that he's doing may have, like I said, that adverse effect where. You know what? It, it might be doing more harm than he is good at this point. But that's why I think the uh, you know these pauses are going to be. Uh, I think next time they meet, there's going to be a pause in place. Yeah, already. All right, so let's uh, let's get into trading versus investing, my brother. Uh, yeah, man. So, you know, there, there's a difference, man. There, there really is. There's a huge difference between you talking about, you know, being a trader and being an investor. So, again, the kid, the kid that I was talking about that that was looking at the charge me today, because I want to trade. I said, well, you know, what are you looking to do? He's like, well, you know, I want to set myself up long term. I said, well, you need to look at investing. All right. So the biggest difference between trading and investing is your timeline. All right. So with an investment, you're probably holding that asset for years. All right. It could be decades that, you know what I mean, you're holding on to it. Whereas trading, you might buy three or four different ones in a day, in a week, in a month, you know what I mean, and, and give it because you're, you know, you're looking to you know, yeah. take profit, right? Yeah. So there's, there's definitely, definitely, definitely a difference. Uh, you know, I try to explain to kids, you know, that, you know, what I want you guys to learn is to invest. Yes, trading is fun. Swing trading, day trading, all that stuff. Yes, you can make money there also. I can away from that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Looking for the long term. Right. Know, look to be investing in, you know, in companies and not right. trading them just to to make money. So yeah, and most of the kids uh, that talk to me about stocks, they don't want to talk about investing. They want to talk about trading. Uh, Mr. Jackson, Coach Jackson, how do you trade stocks? I want to trade stocks. <laughs> yeah, it's true, man. You know, I had a dad. We were at a benefit for for a high school kid. And uh, I met student dads, and you know, he's like, "Man, he came home all excited about learning how to trade and everything." I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I said, "I don't teach him how to trade. I said, I teach yeah. him about investing." Yeah. If they I mean, only knew. Investing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So you can, you know, there's nothing against trading at all. Right. And, and you can, and, and, and what I tell them, cause trading is a, is a, is a lot more to it. It's a lot more nuanced than investing. So I, I tell them that while you're young, investing is the best option as you're learning all the nuances of trading, how to become a really good trader. Like that takes time. Yeah, it takes time to be a good investor. You know, it takes yeah, it takes time to for either one. There there are nuances with with both ways of of looking at it. Like I said, I I advise you know clients that if if you're looking to and you're looking for long term, right, generational wealth building, you need to learn to invest, right, and not be a a, be a trader. Again, with you got to understand valuation and what companies are you going to invest in so that you're not just throwing your money, whatever the talking heads are saying on TV. You know what I mean? So do your due diligence. Right. Uh, right. And the same applies when you're talking about trading. If you're going to be a trader, think due diligence, man, and go through and understand what's going on in the short term. Like even traders, if you're if you're looking at swing trading, you still look at valuations and all that stuff. It's very hard to stock. Man. There aren't very many out there that can do it. And the ones that are successful is because they do the back end work of, you know, valuing these companies and saying, right. is it worth my money? And even if it's for the next month, you know what I mean? The next, you know I mean? Three months. Uh, but yeah. again, when you see things like, you know, guys trading options and, you know, the GameStop overnight riches and things like, you know, kids want that quick money. They, they, they want it, they want it big, big, they they want want it quick. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. never going to be 40. You know what I mean? That's a long way, man. I'm trying to make this money now. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> what you want is when you turn 40 to be my age that, you know what? You've done such a job doing this so young and, and sticking to a plan that you may not have yeah. to work when you're 45 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Not that you can't do it with trading. I mean, you get very good at trading and understanding, you know, the different, uh, you know, the indicators on the technical analysis, right? You know, a trading mm-hmm. strategy mm-hmm. you have. And, and sometimes it works. Actually, I have trends file that I use. And there's there's watching based on trading strategies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some of that stuff works. I've, I've been back testing my uh, uh, two strategies now on Tesla and on Apple. And for the, those two particular stocks, I didn't test off on the entire SP500 thing, but. Just seeing, you know, what works and, you know, and, and back test and, and test it. And when I'm done back testing, testing, I'm going to test it in and give as much data as I can to see, hey, you know, over the last, you know, 10 years based on this tra- on this trading strategy, yeah, you know, I would have done it. It could be on the one minute chart. I mean, excuse me, on the one hour chart, on the 15 minute chart, you know, all, it just depends on, on your flavor. You know what I mean? Some people like to right. scout the one minute chart and, and take those two, three cents. You know what I mean, but you know, two, three yeah. cents on you know, a couple thousand dollars or a couple thousand shares, you have is, you know, it can make a difference. A big difference, uh, yeah. a huge difference, you know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I do the same thing, man. Uh, I feel like uh, investing is the way to go because, you know, I'm, I'm a patient man and, and I feel like over the long term, you know, that'll, that'll, do me justice, but you know, uh, these young guys, you know, if you want to trade, uh, there's definitely uh, ways to learn how to do that and become a good trader. Uh, trading, and versus one, investing. And yeah, the, one of the biggest differences between the two, you know, what I mean, we talk about is that you know, trade we want and jump in and out of stocks, right? It could be weeks, days, right? Sometimes, like I said, scalping could be even minutes, right? And they're looking at these short term profits, whereas investors are looking at long term outlook, right? So they're thinking in terms of years, 
right? So they're going to hold on to some stocks, you know, through some market volatility. If it's companies that you know that they believe in, solid companies, uh, you know. And again, when you're talking about the investing side, you're looking a lot more, probably more fundamental analysis as opposed to the yeah. traders that you know technical analysis, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, traders worry about what direction the stock move next, and you know how they can profit for that move, whether it's up or down. There's just ways to make money you know, on on either side of the transaction. Uh, whereas investors like, you know, I'm going to you know, invest in you know say Johnson Johnson or you know Altria or you know Apple something like that, and I'm just going to share and dip some of You know, I'm going to continue to buy because it it's you know solid companies that are going to be around for a long time, and they've had a proven you know track record of, of you know returns. Yeah. All right, so investors are going to study, you know what I mean, looking for value, looking for growth, right? Buy and hold. Um, sometimes traders are going to take advantage of those small mispricings in the market, right? So you find, you know, a little arbitrage or something like that, you know, you can take advantage of. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I'm not dogging traders, day traders at all. I think the ones that are really good at it, man, they have a very, very unique gift because yeah. that, that's not easy. It is. You've got to be vigilant, man. And, yeah. You know, and, and, and I know. Stick to it. I'm, Yep, I know some uh, some good ones, uh, and I'll I'll we, we might need to get uh, one of them on here uh, at some point and, and talk to them about uh, trading and, and you know let people see uh, see uh, all the ins and outs about that. And we'll we'll get a we need to go more in depth in investing as well. You know what I'm saying? Like like our top. Or, or, or one through ten of investing, and 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 show people, you know how we do it, how it can be done, and then they can figure out how how they want to do it. But uh, yeah, for sure. One thing to know, though, I mean, with the trading, man, you know, trying to trade wisely. All right, for one, going with your eyes open, understand that you know the long term average is like nine, ten percent of the market. All right, mm -hmm. and it's tough for even professional traders to be able to beat that in their returns. Now, yeah. short term. Yeah. I mean, just understand. I mean, be percent. You could be thirty-seven percent. You got a hold of something that was was really, really good. But understand, you got uh, short-term, long-term capital gains, and you know that stuff plays in your taxes also. You know, yeah, you hit for thirty-seven percent, pull yeah. that money yeah. out, it's a realized gain, and now yeah. you're seeing money. Keep your, yeah, keep your expectations in check, yeah. and 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 realize that all those gains aren't yours. <laughs> yeah. You know, the short term capital gains, long term capital. Like I was, you know, listening to, again, another Warren Buffett book. I'm a big believer in how he does things. And yep. that dude they say that when he bought the Washington Post, I think he had like eleven million dollars for, it, you know, whatever he bought in the 70s or something like that. And, and said that as of the book being written, it was like 2008, he still hadn't paid a single dollar of tax on any of those shares because he hadn't sold them. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Is that That's crazy? Sense? Yeah. Which again, you know, allows him to, you know, for those returns, just continue compounding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. It, it, it all it's all tied together, man. You know, and yeah. again, Warren Buffett is a, is an investor. Uh, he's not a trader. Uh, but again, you know, understanding how holding on to that thing. Hey, you know what? I'm able to defer taxes for as long as I don't sell. So you I'm pay those. Yeah. I mean, you don't sell until you're ready to pay taxes. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> realize loss, realize time. You know what I mean? It's advantageous tax-wise to say, hey, you know what? I need to go ahead and take this, this, uh, this loss. Go ahead and drop this. Take this tax loss harvesting and try to apply it to my income. 
uh, the play, you know, reasons to, to be able to, uh, to, to want to sell. Yeah. But, uh, you don't pay any taxes until you realize that game. And, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Person, you know what I mean, which yeah. is, you don't, pay, you don't pay them short-term capital gains. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But, I mean, you know, that means you're making money. So Yeah. And I did, I mean, again, I'm not, I will not ever dog again. When AMC and GameStop and stuff was going on, I yeah. had plenty of short term capital gains because I was in there, I was trading. Oh, really? I'm with it. Just understand, you know, for people watching, don't know that right. stuff that, you know, you buy and you sell and you buy and you sell and that there's going to be, you know, I mean, there's going to be money there that's going to yeah. be owed. Is there? Once it's cut. So let's talk about uh, compounded returns, my brother. Uh, yeah, so you know, like we were just saying with with you know Buffett, think about you know, like I said, he he hadn't sold any of that stock, right? Yeah, so those returns get compounded. So I mean, the difference between you know, a simple interest, compound interest is simple interest. They only pay you interest on the right. So if you put ten thousand dollars, and you know the the investment makes ten percent, we'll just say, yeah, well, now it's at eleven thousand, right? Well, next yep. year earns another ten percent. They're only paying you ten percent on that ten thousand that you originally invested. Well, yep. your compound interest, you know, a little bit different now. So you invest, we'll just say $10,000 into, you know, XYZ company, right? And it returns, yep. we'll just say 6%, right? So now you're at $10,600 that you made. Okay. Well, now next year earns another 6%. Well, now it's 6% on that 10600 as opposed to just on 10000 So you go from 10006 plus another 6%, now it's 11002 right? So you start a compound. So if you never sell... Because it's very easy to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to buy these shares. I've made 600 bucks in profit. I'm going to sell just enough shares so I can take that profit. Right. So you're leaving yep. that same 10000 in there. So the next year, earns another 6%. Well, it's 6% on that 10000 Whereas if you didn't sell, and take the 600 in profit. Now that 6% yep. is on those $10,600. You know, $10, right. Right. So, right. You know, being able to, to compound those, those earnings, right, and just leave it in there, man, over time. You know, it, it really starts to take yeah. off you know, as long as you stay diligent and, and, and contribute. Absolutely. And, and compound interest is a beautiful thing. Uh, and, and I think, uh, what was the, uh, that was, you know, uh, a, a little uh, uh, something where, you know, what would you rather have? Uh, a penny compounded over a one penny a day for a month, or you know, yeah, doubled every day for a month. Or you want three million dollars, three million dollars now, or I'll give you one penny every day for 30 days. Yeah, yeah, and we, when you, and before you understand compound interest, you definitely want the, the million dollars, whatever it was, but then once you do the math. You you Correct. see the beauty in compound interest, you know, and, and that's what that story was about, and that's that's what compounded returns uh, is about as well, man. And, and uh, you know, ever since I heard that story, I've been trying to get into stocks. <laughs> I said, well, I need the, I need my money to compound. I, no, first thing I used to, I used to. Uh, I used to want my bank accounts. I used to think my bank accounts was compounded interest. <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's, nah, just, nah, that's nah. just regular old interest, not compound interest at all. Yeah, and, and understand that, that they say, oh, yeah, maybe 4.5%. That ain't 4.5% yeah. a month. I know. 
yeah, <laughs> on top of all that. Yeah. 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 One of the biggest deals, man, is just understanding how the compound works, man. Again, you know, you invest yeah. $10,000 in, you know, whatever truck and car, Corey's truck company, right? So the first year goes yeah. up 10%. Well, that's great. Don't sell any shares. And now your shares are worth, you know, however much. 10000 you know, $11,000 because they earn 10%. Well, you yeah. go another year not selling anything, and the earns will just say another 10%. Well, now you're at 12100 as opposed Absolutely. to being at you know, 10,000, made 10,000, 10,000, you take 1,000 out. So yep. compounding interest works, man. And then again, you start adding in things like dividends, and now you really have a chance to, to, uh, to make you know, I mean, some money to really compound stuff and try to earn your, excuse me, exactly. grow your, your nest egg exponentially. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it really does. It starts to grow yeah. and take off. That's what stocks that pay dividends do for you. You're, you're, you're not only gaining compound interest, but you're you're also compounding the dividend that you receive. You know, if you yeah, if you reinvest, yep. if you reinvest it. <laughs> Speaking of reinvesting dividends, my brother, yeah. uh, let's talk about something uh, that uh, you can do, and and it's called a drip or. A, a, a dividend reinvestment program that that a lot of uh, brokerages offer, and uh, what wh what's up with that, man? How how does that work? A lot of times, very easy to turn on, man. If you invest in companies that pay a dividend, it's really easy to go on some to your brokerage, and there's usually just a button that you click that you want to reinvest the dividends. So instead of them, again, you have you know 100 shares of whatever company, and they pay you you know 25 cents you know share. Quarterly, we'll just say. Mm -hmm. so instead of them mailing you that twenty-five dollar check, they take that twenty-five dollars and they just buy you know more shares. Right. So for right. let's just say you know the shares are going for fifty bucks. Well, then you know you can take that twenty-five dollars and you'll get a half a share. Right. Yeah. So now it just grew. They just add another twenty-five dollars into your account. Yeah. And now let's just say again, it grows ten percent. Well, now you have ten percent right. times even more shares because you've raised those things, which again. You, you load up in a portfolio with enough dividend paying stocks, man. There's a, I read an article where I was talking you know, about when he was 45, he had more than enough dividend income that he didn't have to work full time anymore. Yeah. They do got a part time job and you know, I mean, he started to do some of the things that he loved because, you know, again, every three months you're getting, you know, $3,000, <coughs> excuse me, yeah. $3,000 a month in dividends. I mean, $3,000 every three months works out to a, a, a grand a month. Yep. That pays some bills. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And if you're if you're a dividend investor, that that's generally where you want to head to, to to be able to uh, get dividends on a monthly basis that can take care of whatever you want to take care of, whether it's bills or vacations or whatever. Vacation money, spend them on whatever you want, whatever you need it for. I mean, it's yours. Mm -hmm. it's and if you mm -hmm. don't need it, you can be working just continue to invest it. Because like I said, they're going to pay you that dividend based on how many how many shares you have. So if I started when I was, you know, 10 years old and I started investing in, you know, 3M, we'll just say, all right, I've been paying so much in dividend, man. I've been purchasing, you know, dividend reinvestment program. It's been purchasing fractional shares and it's just been continuing to grow and continue to grow. So but now you look at somebody, you know, me might be 50 years old. Joker might have two, 3,000 3M shares. And you know, now that dividend's paying six bucks a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, mean 3,000 shares, that's 18 grand a year, man. You know I mean? Right. Fifteen hundred bucks a month, you know. What I mean, that it works out to get with with uh, you know, when you break it down uh, from the quarterly, what should be making quarterly? Yeah, so. yeah. So, so, what well, what's the uh, 
so the what's the I guess the benefits and the pros and cons of, of, of drip give me give me uh I guess uh yeah, pros I mean you're getting pros that you have a company that's paying you for investing in their in their uh, company you know what I mean so they're basically giving you think like an employer match yeah uh, uh, in a 401k or something like that some kind of employer yeah. sponsor plan yeah you know, match well, they're going to reward you for investing in their company right and I mean about dividends a bunch from kings and aristocrats and the list and all that stuff but yeah you know just if every year you you got an extra you know two shares well over the course of 10 years that's an extra 20 shares that you've now got because of yep you know, and dividends not to mention uh, of those 20 shares Whatever the the price is of those twenty shares, that's all extra right. for you. Yeah, correct. You know, I was looking at you know the uh, the Bird Hathaway portfolio tracker. Yeah, and looking at something like you know, uh, who was it? I think Bank of America is what it was. Probably a bad example. Talking about banks and stuff right now. They're dividend right now. They pay twenty two cents, so eighty eight cents a year is what they pay in dividends. Yep. All yep. right. So you think about somebody like Warren Buffett that owns one billion. Thirty-two million eight hundred fifty-two thousand and six shares. I'm gonna do the math for you right now. Eight fifty-two. <laughs> I mean, times we'll just say eighty-eight cents. You know what? I'll do it by quarterly. This man gets a check. That's roughly. That's roughly a dollar. Million. Two hundred twenty-seven million dollars every three months in dividends. Wow! From that one company. Just in that one company now, he also yeah. has a billion shares. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But nonetheless, he's, you know, I mean, why invest in? He believes in Bank of America and, I mean, they pay a decent dividend. I mean, he's making almost a billion dollars a year just in dividends alone. Are you talking about $908 million based on the number of shares times, a, you know, 88 cents a, in a year? Yep. Yep. So, and he was due. I'm not just going to keep adding to my portfolio. And part of that tracker, man. I think that's his second largest holding. No, I'm lying to you. It's not his second largest holding. Thirteen percent, I believe, is hmm. what he owns of Bank of America. Oh, thirteen percent of the portfolio is is uh, he has a billion shares, and it's only thirteen percent of his total portfolio. Oh, sorry, me. he's got he's got thirteen percent stake of Bank of America oh, portfolio. Okay. Bank of America combined, like yeah. yeah. It is his second largest percentage of his portfolio. Is uh. Bank of America, because he's got $157 billion invested in Apple. That's so right. He owns 5.8% of Apple. <laughs> so okay. he's a minority owner in Apple. Yeah. I mean, they were the Coca-Cola, same deal. I was listening to, matter of fact, I don't know if you, uh, I think his name's Eric Warren. He's a motivational speaker. He was talking about uh, Warren Buffett one time. And he said, you know, why invest in, in, in uh, you know, Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola said that Warren Buffett told him there are like 1.89 million glasses, eight ounce glasses of Coca-Cola that are sold every day. Yeah. He said, you don't have to do anything. They can buy it anyway. People yeah. don't buy Coca-Cola anyway. I don't know what a campaign. I don't have to, you know, change the the uh the recipe. People can buy Coca-Cola and, and because people are gonna buy it, he's gonna own Coca-Cola because it's not going anywhere. It's got a, you mean, it's got a distinguished, I mean, a, a, a durable competitive advantage. They're the only ones with that recipe. And what do they spend their money on? Yeah. Aside from the production, all that stuff, and, and, and marketing campaigns, that's it. 
Right. The market the market research and development. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 so they've got a durable competitive advantage where people are gonna buy Coca-Cola. Warren yeah. Buffett believes in it. And you know, and I know we're off tangent now, you know, we're talking about you know dividends and everything, but he's a big dividend. So what's the, so what's a con of drip? I mean, I guess you're just not realizing that money, not getting that money, you know what I mean? That check from you know what I mean? I, I think also what could be a con, uh, and just kind of brainstorming here, spitballing this, uh, you know, if you've got so many shares and, and you know, you're never paying that, then you feel almost like locked into a company. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That because they pay a dividend, you know what I mean? That will, you know, hopefully, you know, if it's an 8% dividend yield, we'll just say, you know, right. you're hoping that everybody takes a dump this year and, you know, it just drops 15%. Well, it's down 7% because of the, but then you feel I mean positive. Find yourself married to a stock that you really don't want to because of the dividend. Right, right. You know what I mean? So I, mean I could think that would be a, you know what I mean, a con just off the top of my head. Okay. Let's see here. Um, tax headaches, you know what I mean? It could be just, I mean, but again, if you got an account that does all your stuff, man. Uh, you know, I won't worry about that. I mean, there, there are some hassles, you know, that, that I'm sure come with dividend investment stuff, but I, mean, I just look at it from a growth perspective. That yeah. If I take the cash, what am I going to do with that 25? Do I really need that $25 right now? You with me? With the example I gave. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm on a share that pay 25 cents a share. Right. Every three months, you're going to have me check for 25 bucks. I'm probably going to blow that, you know, on something to eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or guess what? I really don't need that $25. Let it continue to work for me. And that, you know, foregoing that $25 check in one year is another box. Yeah. You do that over, you know, 10 years, you know, there's another thousand. Doesn't sound like much, but when you talk about compounded growth. Right. It's different. And that's the beauty of it. Absolutely. And not to say that you have to like, you know, for, you know what I mean? Once you get close to retirement or, you know what I mean? You just say, hey, I need the income. I want it now. And if you don't need it, just keep reinvesting. Absolutely. Well, I think Good, one man. of the cons, but one of the deals is, you know, as you get closer to retirement, is you know when you need to stop reinvesting those dividends. You know what I mean? Because again, yeah. it provides money. You know what I mean? If you have enough of a dividend portfolio that you know provides, you know, again, money, you know, income that you're needing. You know what I mean? Month to month. Yeah. Yeah. So. Already. Good deal, man. Uh. It's a good show, man. Uh, we had a lot of good things to talk about. Uh, like I said, man, uh, we might be talking about another bank collapse by our next show. <laughs> oh, sure. I hope or not, man. The way uh, things are going, hopefully not, because I, I, I don't want people to, to, you know, feel any type of way about losing their money. You know what I'm yeah, you know what I mean. Like it just. If you're a conspiracy theorist, then it's probably, you know what I mean, it's like a swaying you or anything like that. But I would just say that unless you are in danger, you hear rumblings of, you know, a bank. I think that the major banks right now are, are where it's at. Like I said, um, you know, Capital One's your JP Morgan Chase, right? City. Uh, you know, yeah. again, I thought Lehman Brothers was going to go out, you know, under either. So this is what, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to leave uh, people with a thought, man. Uh, if you're looking to invest, and it might be this, this is probably people with a, a little bit of change. What do you think about? Uh, I think that one of the, you know, one, a, a really good investment right now 
is in in sports teams, man. And yeah, I feel like they're just blowing up, you know, uh, as far as uh, how much they're worth and how much they're being bought and sold for, you know. And so, billions you know, of dollars. Somebody's watching this thing that has 10 million, 20 million that wants to be, that wants that money to turn over maybe the next five, 10, 20 years, uh, three, four times. I think a sports team would be a, a really good investment, whether it's NHL, NBA, uh, uh, NFL or MLB, uh, and 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 I could I would even put Major League Soccer in there, man. Or, you know, I mean, there, you know, or or maybe some some soccer teams. But well, you I know, they have. You can invest in Manchester. Yeah, publicly traded. Manchester but U is publicly traded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think some of that, you know, what they worry about there is you start opening it up, somebody come and try to buy, you know, majority stake in the company or things like that. That those owners yeah. start feeling like they're, you know, they're. Yeah, and and I mean, most people, people have a say, you know what I mean? Like, what happens on draft night? Like, yo, I'm a shareholder, right. I'm gonna get the vote on who we draft. So, I guess I'm not because most of these are private companies, so I'm just talking if you have the money and you want a, an investment, you've got to deal with the owner and, and, and make sure you're the type of person the owner wants to take your money and in that way. But yeah, most of these companies aren't publicly traded. Yeah, but, uh, you know, talking about somebody taking your money, man. That was one of the biggest deals that that Bernie Madoff. Not to compare these guys to Bernie Madoff, but that Madoff, you know, that you know, people start asking questions before you know finally turn himself in. Start asking yeah. questions like, you know, just you know, what? I don't want to take your money. Take your money, but once you take it out, it's gone, and you, you know, you're not. I'm, I'm not allowing you to come back in. And almost, you know, presenting it as a there's a, a sense of exclusivity with it. You know what I mean? Exactly. I yeah. take somebody's money, like, oh, well, well, you know, will, will they take? <laughs> Your money will that owner allow you to invest? You know what I mean? That and that makes you want to invest that much more. You know, that's what they say, man. Yeah. I mean, that's what I need to do with mine, make it more exclusive. My A1 capital, you know, I never yeah. let people, man, I'm here to help people make money and show people that there is a way and you don't have to have millions or be, you know, the Wall Street pedigree, the, the Harvard, you know, background, all that stuff. That everyday Joe's like you and me and everybody else out there, all you know, the people that watch and support us, that you can do it as well. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate appreciate your night, Wolf, man. You know, my man. Yeah, for real, man. Um, I sure appreciate you tuning in, dude. Yeah. We want some some friend, right? Absolutely, Absolutely man. Yeah. Let, 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 your, let your people know, Night Wolf. But uh, appreciate you, bro. Uh, What's that logo from, man? I see you got a little logo up there. Oh, uh, you, you talking about me? No, I saw looking at the on the YouTube channel, looking at the chat. So I had a little love in there. So I don't know if he was a coach also. Oh, Nightwolf. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Uh nonetheless, shout out to Nightwolf, man. We appreciate you tuning in, dude. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it, big dog. Uh hey man. Uh we're gonna we gonna uh drop some knowledge on some books next time, man. You gotta remind me. We we gotta we gotta give give the people uh you know some some literature. Yeah, you know, you yeah. invest. I'll tell you like this, man. Talking about trade investing, you invest, man. Take some time, invest in yourself too, man. And you know, pick up a book, read it, read an article too, man. I'm taking a private equity course right now, again, to to try to get going, you know, in that direction as well, man. Just to 
open up more doors and avenues, especially when I open up the hedge fund. Uh, so private equity, something I'm trying to do. So if I'm able to do it, with, you know, a kid and two kids, I'm saying, you know, a wife and coaching and teaching, just like you, you know what I mean, it's investing yeah. yourself also. You know what I'm saying investing yourselves and, you know what I mean, and the, Absolutely. The life, you know, put the time in for it, you know what I mean, and, and take the time to, to take care of you. Yeah, there's a, uh, yeah, there's a, a lot that you could do to invest in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, take courses, uh, read books, uh, you know, just become a, work to become a better you, man. Yeah, uh, for sure. And if, and if that means going to get, you know what I mean, a haircut, ladies, getting your hair done, your nails done, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Best for you, man, right? You know what I mean? Pay yourself first. You know what I mean? Take care of yourself and Absolutely, be surprised. Right? And you feel better about right. yourself and you're a lot happier because you got to do some of the things you enjoy that yeah. more willing to do some of the things you don't want to have to do. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, yourself, That's right. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, this is Market Watch. Uh, me and Eddie, we are Market Watch. Uh, and this, we, we love, uh, we love coming on here, uh, doing this show for you guys. Uh, you know, and, you know, each week it's only going to get better and better. It's only been what five months for us, man. Has it even been six yeah. months? I, mean, I don't you know it's November, so it may, may be right at six months, man. It yeah, give or take. I mean, like yeah. I said, doing it, man, you know, information, right? It's all entertainment purposes, you know what I mean? But to give you guys some information, you know, and drop some of the bits of knowledge that we have, man, and just yep. share things, things that maybe you might not have thought of. Yeah. Uh, and, and anything you can take, man, please, you know, take it and, and apply it. Uh, you know, we appreciate the sport, man. And unlike, you know, it's watching people, you know, something that you and I both enjoy to do, talking, investing, and Putting yeah. the information and watching you know people that support us, man. We appreciate that. Right. So we want you guys to to like the channel, show your support, but most importantly, man, comment. You know, talk to us. We we love going back and forth with you guys. We want to know what y'all think, uh, ideas that y'all might have for shows, stuff like that, man. Just hit us up. Uh, you can uh, reach Eddie on his A uh, One Capital uh, Facebook page. Uh, you, you have Instagram also, Eddie? I mean, I have Instagram, but it was from a graphics business that I used to have, man. So I'm, I'm, okay. even, I'm not on IG, man. I'm really not. Okay. I mean, like say, I'm on Twitter because, you know, I'm an old head. It tells me that, you know, you're old if you're on Twitter now, but you know, that comes yep. from, you know, being close forever. Uh, yep. you know, on Facebook, man. And again, you can always you know, jump on the website, man. Yeah. You know, find your contact information, get in touch. You know, I'd love All to talk to you. 8-1 Capital LLC on uh, Facebook. Uh, Eric T. Jackson TV uh, on uh, Instagram, uh, Eric uh, T. Jackson uh, on uh, Facebook and Twitter, man. Uh, hit us up, interact with us, and uh, we love to hear from you. Appreciate you, Eddie. Appreciate it, man. You guys have a good night. Appreciate it. Night Wolf, shout out to you again, man. We appreciate the support, brother. Yes, sir. Have a good night, man. All right, baby. Later. Bye.